Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Hey, one more thing. Did you know that one of the biggest nutrient deficiencies that I see in people, especially women, is a magnesium deficiency? It's because we burn through this super mineral so quickly. Now, this powerful mineral packs a massive punch because magnesium is involved in over 600 reactions in the body. Now, it is your best friend if you need more energy, better sleep, a faster metabolism, improved digestion, and not to mention happier periods. And you can quickly replenish your magnesium levels with my Essentially Whole Magnesium Restore Supplement made with my favorite form of magnesium, magnesium glycinate. Use promo code PODCAST and get 10% off your entire order at drmarisa.com slash magnesium. Now I'll have the link in the show notes for this episode to make it easy. Go and try it out today. Last month on a Tuesday afternoon, I got a distressing call from my sister who was able to tell me in a very disoriented way that she had had a stroke. Then she immediately put the attending nurse on the phone who was by her side to fill me in and all the details. And you can imagine I had a lot of questions because my sister is younger than me. Um, I didn't even know where she was at. My mom knew that she was traveling. And so we were just trying to figure out where my sister was at. And I will tell you, there's nothing more nerve wracking than trying to be an advocate and manage someone's care remotely. Uh, My sister ended up being in the hospital for five days as they were trying to figure out where the cause of the stroke was, if she had multiple strokes, you know, what the situation and the severity of her, her, um, her stroke was. Luckily, she was, again, released five days later and almost has had a full recovery. Thank goodness it was a relatively minor stroke, but good, very much a, uh, a shocking and alarming you know, experience for her to go through and definitely rocked the core of my mom and I. Now, I will say that my sister isn't the only young person in my family to have a cardiovascular incident. Um, There is definitely a lot of family members in my family who have had cardiovascular disease issues, usually heart attacks, or they've had bypass surgeries. And I have a lot of family members on one side of my family who's got diabetes as well. Now, this kind of struck a chord for me because I remember when I was pregnant, especially um, the end of my third trimester, around 38 weeks, that I started showing signs and indicators and and blood results for preeclampsia to the point that I ended up getting induced at 39 weeks um, and had Kingston probably, I mean, pretty much right up against 40 weeks, but, you know, a week early. Um, And I just remember it being a big warning sign for me to be looking out for my metabolic health and my cardiovascular health because how we get cardiovascular disease is when we have metabolic dysfunction. And because of that, it sent me down this road of wanting to really understand how my metabolism works and really to educate about this because I find that this is happening to a lot of us, especially women as we enter, you know, perimenopause, menopause, and beyond. So one of the things that I really started digging into was looking at my blood sugar through a continuous glucose monitor. And I've worn a continuous glucose monitor for the past two years, and I've shared that with you here on the show and all the big aha moments and insights. And probably the biggest insight that I know, like what I know to be true is that I don't have a lot of wiggle room even still with my blood sugar. Now, do I keep my blood sugar in optimal ranges? Absolutely, but it's because I'm very mindful about the type of food that I'm eating, when I'm eating it, you know, and my lifestyle to support 
really my overall metabolic health, knowing that my blood sugar is such a major player in all of that. Now, what I've learned in this experience, this eye-opening experience, is that a glucose meter or continuous glucose monitor can be such a vital tool in understanding how your daily habits and choices impact your metabolic health. And this is super important because a recent study showed that more than 93% of U.S. adults have at least one marker of metabolic dysfunction. And more than a third of adults have prediabetes and 84% of those people don't even know it, including my sister. Now, high blood sugar to me is really one of the biggest root causes that is driving metabolic dysfunction in adults and even children and all the other related symptoms and diseases that at least eight out of the top 10 leading causes of death here in the U.S. are driven by, right? If, you know, when we think about, you know, with the big heavy hitters, whether it's cancer or dementia or cardiovascular disease like stroke and heart attack, again, number one, um, you know, cause of death in women is stroke and heart attack. Um, it's 100% tied to our metabolism. But like, what does that even mean and what drives metabolic dysfunction? Now, I had an episode where I really just broke that down and when I was looking at the six unique risk factors for women when it comes to metabolic dysfunction, and I will have the link in the show notes because I look at the five markers of how we can determine whether you're struggling with metabolic dysfunction, but one of the most like kind of glaring, obvious markers is blood sugar and insulin resistance. So I think that it is key that we've got to pay attention to our metabolic health um, in order to understand our overall health and longevity over time. Um, I believe that when we're able to monitor our metabolic health, and not just an annual exam or an exam we go to every two to three years, but really monitor it in real time, we're able to stay on track with our goals and even measure how well our body is responding to changes in our diet, lifestyle, and supplementation. And what's so cool about that is that you can experience a lot of instant wins when you're able to look at this in real time. And what I love also about being able to monitor your blood sugar with a CGM or a glucose meter is that it's game-changing. It's it's eye-opening. It's like, oh my gosh, all these big aha moments come into play where you're like, holy moly, like I had no idea that when I ate this, I got this massive hockey stick blood sugar spike that causes and induces an inflammatory reaction inside of the body. Um, So I just, today I want to speak into... Um, the questions that I get a lot about continuous glucose monitors, because I know that um, you want to know what's the deal with these? Why do I think they're so important? Um, And it's really because I know that they are a great way of measuring one of the biggest indicators, whether we're going down the road of metabolic dysfunction or not, right? We're going down that road of longevity. And I don't know about you, but when I gut check, like what I would rather have is I would rather have a life filled with energy and longevity and just having a high quality of life by learning some of these things today versus, you know, being on medications and drugs, you know, for a better part of my, you know, 60s, 70s and 80s and have a very diminished life. My aliveness and my thrivingness would be diminished. So that's what I'm excited to talk about today is, you know, what are some of the top 10 most common questions that I get about CGMs and well, the answers to them, um, so that you can decide for yourself if wearing a continuous glucose monitor, even for a couple of weeks or a month, um, makes sense that you really get a good sense of not only where your blood sugar lands on a day-to-day basis, but what foods and habits are shifting and changing your blood sugar 
across the day because I think it's that kind of data that completely can change. It can change our life, right? It can prevent these strokes. It can prevent cardiovascular disease. It could prevent potentially diabetes. It could walk back pre-diabetes, um, which, you know, again, many of us have and have no idea that we have it. So I want to dive right into this conversation. I'm feeling so fired up because, again, this is happening in real time in my life, in my family. Um, and I have a feeling it's happening in your life in real time, in your family too. So number one, question number one, what is a continuous glucose monitor? Now, I covered a lot of ground on this already, but here's a more concrete definition to help you understand what this tool is. A continuous glucose monitor is a wearable medical device that gives you a real picture of fluctuations in your body's primary energy source, known as glucose, right? Blood sugar. It's typically worn for two weeks at a time. Um, that's how, you know, you can you can have, you can be looking at your blood sugar for, for a whole month, but note that you will have to change out the sensor every two weeks. Um, and CGMs take ongoing, frequent, I'm talking about like real-time blood glucose measurements so that you can see how things are going throughout the day. You can look at what you're eating, exercise, and sleep, and how that affects your metabolic health and your blood sugar, and then connect that feedback to how you feel. Also connect that feedback to kind of the lifestyle that you're living. Question number two, how do continuous glucose monitors work? Well, these devices are about the size of a stack of two quarters, and it sticks to your skin, typically on your stomach or your tricep, with a very strong adhesive. So it's really hard to pull it off. I know because when Kingston was younger, when I was wearing them, when he was like one years old, you know, when like kids are like really grasping at things, he was trying to always take it off. And I will tell you, that boy had a strong grip um, and he wasn't able to take it off. So just note that they stay on really well. You can take a shower with them. You can go swimming with them. You can do all the things with them. Because remember, you know, who is often wearing these um, is going to be type 1 diabetic. And, you know, they are, you can pretty much do anything and everything. Um, and that CGM will stay on your skin. Um, when you apply the continuous glucose monitor, a flexible filament um, only a few millimeters long and thick as dental floss embeds just under your skin. So it's like a tiny, tiny, tiny little kind of, it's not even a needle, more so. Um, and when you apply it, it, just kind of pops and snaps on. So it doesn't hurt at all. So I'm just going to get that out of the way. I know people are wondering, does it even hurt? Um, I'm about to put one on either tonight or tomorrow. And I'm actually going to have Alex, my husband, videotape me doing it because I want to just show you how not only easy it is and seamless it is, but how it doesn't even hurt. Um, so enzymes at the tip of that filament interact with glucose molecules in the fluid between your cells. This chemical reaction then produces an electrical current, the strength of which can translate into a glucose concentration number that you can see on your phone, usually expressed in milligrams per deciliters. Um, like I always talk about milligrams per deciliters. And that's what I'm always talking to you about, like kind of that optimal range of blood sugar is measured in milligrams per deciliters. And you see that in real time, literally kind of graphed out on your continuous glucose monitor. Next question I get a lot is, how do I get one? I get this question all the time. So continuous glucose monitors are prescription only in the US, though they are over-the-counter in most other countries. And they're used primarily by people with type 1 diabetes who need to closely monitor their blood sugar to give themselves insulin. Um, now, CGMs have become increasingly popular um, and they're being used by people without diabetes to monitor their metabolic health and to monitor to ensure that they don't head down the road of prediabetes or type 2 diabetes. And given how many people are struggling with that here in this country, I feel like it's a very viable reason 
to want to know where you land. You can ask your doctor for a prescription, but often they're going to deny you unless you have type 1 diabetes. Just that's this the protocol here in the U.S. right now. Or you can join um, a company like Levels Health or NutriSense who have an app, an interface that literally connects with the this, the actual CGM interface. And so um, you, you'll scan, you normally would scan your CGM like a, a Libre Freestyle CGM. It would input data into the Libre Freestyle app, and then that information would get automatically transferred over to Levels or NutriSense. And that's where you would really be looking at that information and getting metabolic scores, inputting what you ate, and really getting a better sense of what's going on with your blood sugar. Um, that is the deal um, and how that works. Um, now, what can I learn from a continuous glucose monitor if I don't have diabetes? Because a lot of people are under the impression that really you should only have one if you have diabetes, but that is not my impression. My impression is that if we can learn something about our bodies that can help us move into a greater state of health and aliveness and vitality, then sign me up. So first, because glucose is a primary fuel source for our cells, how efficiently our body uses and processes it is vital to several areas of our health, from short-term energy usage to mood to long-term risk of chronic disease. Even if your annual labs um, put you in the healthy range, frequent blood sugar spikes and crashes can kick off changes in your body that are detrimental to your health in the short and long run. Additionally, how our bodies respond to the levers that impact glucose, things like diet, exercise, sleep, and stress, are highly individual, 100%. And, and again, an annual exam is just not going to give you that kind of information. Foods that may cause a sudden spike for you may only cause a gentle rise for someone else. We don't yet entirely know why this is the case, probably genetics, microbiome, and other confounding factors that may be playing a role, but it's evident in the research and in you know, a lot of the, the data that's being collected by CGM. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of data being collected right now with people without diabetes, and it's clear that people are bio-individual. Um, that's simply why reading a carb count on a label or looking up a food's glycemic index, while helpful, doesn't tell the whole story of how that food is going to affect your health and affect your blood sugar. For example, you may find that mid-morning energy slump is just a blood sugar crash following the spike caused by your morning gluten-free muffin, or that your afternoon anxiety results from very high glucose from lunch, you know, it just really depends. Or why you are needing, desperately needing coffee at two or three o'clock in the afternoon may be due to a blood sugar crash from lunch as well. Finally, while a continuous glucose monitor cannot diagnose specific conditions like diabetes, the data it provides can help inform conversations with your doctor, right? You will have, really have ownership of your health and, and agency over your health when you've got this kind of information to bring to your practitioner, you can have a very different kind of conversation. The next question I get is, are continuous glucose monitors accurate? Now, because continuous glucose monitors measure glucose from the fluid between cells, they are less accurate than a finger stick device, a glucose meter, which measures blood directly. People with diabetes often use a finger stick reading to help calibrate their continuous glucose monitor, which can increase accuracy. Practically speaking, if you're using a CGM for general health and wellness and not to dose insulin, it's best to think of a CGM as directional data. Your numbers may vary across brands or even among different sensors from the same manufacturer. The studies have found that the readings are consistent enough to give us useful feedback on our diet. Now, I have probably worn dozens of CGMs over the last um, couple of years. And yeah, there's been a little bit of variation between them, but for the most part, like the data is pretty consistent. 
In short, the most valuable way to use a CGM is to focus on the trends in the glucose values before and after meals, even if baseline readings are significantly and or slightly different. I, they wouldn't necessarily be significantly different, but maybe slightly different. And again, it would just be from you wearing multiple CGMs for you to kind of understand that. The next question I get is, are CGMs just for athletes and biohackers? And I would say no. <laughs> While it has traditionally been difficult to get a continuous glucose monitor, even if you have type 2 diabetes, right? Even type 2 diabetes. More and more people from various backgrounds with different goals, health backgrounds, ages, and sizes are using continuous glucose monitors these days. But how I think about it is that, you know, when it comes to this kind of data, if we are really committed to wanting to know what's going on with our health, we deserve to be able to look at this, um, you know, on a consistent basis or at least once to kind of see where we land. Um, it, it's been my experience, you know, I've seen a huge rise in women like myself wearing CGMs to get control of their metabolic health because like I said, it's a real gateway to healing most, if not all, of your symptoms. Remember, blood sugar deregulation is driving things like brain fog, fatigue, maybe it even like PCOS, uh, menstrual cycle irregularities, uh, moodiness, anxiousness, cravings, sleep issues. I mean, there's a whole list of things where these subtle signs of metabolic dysfunction are often attributed to crazy blood sugar swings that we don't even know we're experiencing or insulin resistance that is steadily growing over time. Number seven, do I really need this much data? I personally think, at, you know, at least a month's worth, yes, you do. An example of why we should consider this is that uh, scientists use about 10,000 data points about what's happening inside and outside of a rocket, right? When we think about understanding what's happening with our body, as many data points as we can get initially to understand our body, we can really then make real-time changes based on that information. Um, now, our bodies are far more complex than a rocket we almost have no data about what's going on inside of them. So having access to data about your own body empowers you to take your health into your own hands and on a system-wide level can shift your ability to treat illness long before it ever gets out of hand. Knowledge is power. I, this show is about becoming the CEO of your health, but how do we do that if we don't, we're not able to measure what's going on with our bodies? So I wear a ton of wearables, as you know. I wear a whoop strap, I wear a Fitbit, and I wear a CGM on and off pretty consistently. I'm usually wearing a CGM about five to six months out of the year. I don't necessarily feel like I need to wear it every single day, but man, when I wear it, I'm a little bit more accountable to maintaining good metabolic flexibility. Question eight, how long should I wear a continuous glucose monitor? So as I mentioned, most continuous glucose monitors last about 10 to 14 days, um, and many people buy a month's worth to start but you can really improve your measurements and healing potential the longer you end up wearing one. Like I said, I think a month is that is a really great place to start. And you can even test out foods. For instance, does black coffee or espresso, again, with no sugar or even no creamer, do anything to your blood sugar in the morning, right? Does What, what does a workout do? And what kind of workout elevates your blood sugar? Now, not to say that that's an issue by any means, but just curious. Um, is sleep having an impact on your blood sugar? What is breakfast having a bigger impact on your blood sugar than lunches or than dinner? Um, if you have a snack in the afternoon, what does that do to your blood sugar variability? Like there's just so much we can learn, but let's say you do decide to do it for a month. And I highly recommend you do. And I will have the link to go check out Levels Health and NutriSense inside of the show notes. NutriSense, I actually have a $25 coupon code in case you want to go check it out. Um, 
I will have them both in there and, and it's worth checking them both out to see which one resonates most with you. Um, and a typical first month may look like this. Week one, you're scanning it like a thousand times a day. <laughs> Just kidding. I know I scanned mine so much in the beginning. Um, you Week one, the first 24 hours, um, the device needs to calibrate. It could take up to like 36 to 48 hours. Um, and then you're getting accustomed to logging foods and then watching the, your blood sugar shift and change um, throughout the day. Week two, eat your regular diet and observe how your body responds and then what's going on with your blood sugar. Again, it's just a really great opportunity to just observe your typical daily habits. Week three, try some experiments such as swapping your typical ingredients for lower sugar alternatives or going for a walk after meals or, you know, seeing if black coffee or espresso coffee in the morning spikes your blood sugar or it has no effect on your blood sugar, right? These are the kind of, that's the kind of information and data that is really fascinating to know so that you can make changes. Week four, see if you can use all that you've learned to maintain optimal glucose levels for a week. Many people continuously wear CGMs after the first month, either for ongoing accountability or to continue to experiment and learn. Others might use it every few months to check in on their habits. One of the ways that that we use it in, in my household is I often get it every other month or I will get it quarterly. So I've gone back and forth where I'll take a month off or I'll wear one, you know, four times a year for a month. So I'll wear one four months out of the year or I'll wear one six months out of the year. So it just really depends. The more I'm getting clear about my metabolism and my blood sugar and how everything is working, I'm finding I'm more confident just wearing one quarterly. But still, again, the information has been game changing in terms of me really understanding what is what foods really feel good to me um, and what foods are able to keep me in a optimal blood sugar range versus foods that don't. I kind of answered this question already, but a question that we get a lot is, does it hurt? So not really. Definitely not as much as you would think it does. Um, I don't find it hurts at all. Occasionally, I've put one on and it's hit like a little a little spot and it's kind of had a little, you know, um, I wouldn't call it an, just kind of like it feels a little bit more tender for a, a couple of hours, um, but it really depends on the placement. So you may feel a tiny bit of a pinch when you apply them, or you may not feel anything at all. You may feel a tiny bit of soreness for a couple of days. But again, for the most part, it's it's pretty much pretty um, non-invasive and very safe and very easy to put on. Um, obviously, they are approved for children to use as young as two years old. Um, as you can imagine, that's super, super helpful um, for parents of children with type 1 diabetes um, so that they're not having to get finger pricked all the time throughout the day. And then question number 10. What does a continuous glucose app do? So again, the difference is a, a continuous glucose monitor is made by a couple of different medical companies, Abbott being kind of the biggest one that makes the Libre Freestyle um, CGM. Then you put it on, it connects to the Libre Freestyle interface, and then that information goes over to um, the company that you purchase with either Levels Health or NutriSense. There may be another company out there, but I'm not, I don't know, I, we need to do the research. Those are the two big companies right now. Um, and so once you have your information in the app, which takes just a couple of minutes to back up, then you can actually use the app itself to really learn a lot about your health. So here's some of what the apps can do. They visualize your readings in the context of a target blood sugar range for a person without diabetes so that you can immediately see if you have good glycemic variability and that your blood sugar is in a healthy range. So you literally have a graph, you're just tracking that the whole day. 
Um, you see a full day's glucose change alongside of meals, exercise, and sleep so that you can connect the changes to see in your glucose curve to behavior. So it's really cool because it, it literally matches up. Um, you can see, oh, I worked out and I ate, I drank a green smoothie. What, you know, what does that look like in this time area? So it really gives you really easy to understand, real-time information. It helps to interpret the data really quickly for you so that you can make connections um, about what's working for you and what you may want to modify. It tracks long-term glucose trends over weeks and months, seeing how many stable days you have strung together. Law helps to log your meals and you get a score, um, a metabolic score based on how that meal impacted your blood sugar. And you can save a catalog of foods and meals that work or didn't work for you. And it also reads exercise and sleep data from your phone so that you can put those glucose numbers in the context of your behaviors and, and what you're doing on a day-to-day. Um, and it, you can receive suggestions and guidance based on your data and logs. So if your morning oatmeal produces a big spike, for instance, the app will suggest an oatmeal alternative for breakfast that will not spike your blood sugar. So it's really nice because it's very, very helpful um, that you're getting guidance and support throughout that journey, um, especially if it's something that you've never looked at before or something new to you. The bottom line really is this. We are at a point in history when we need to rise up against the food industry, against ultra-processed foods, at least what the food industry has become, and take control of our metabolic health, which is the best way to begin a massive life-changing path towards healing our body and living our best life. Continuous Google's monitors are one of the greatest tools to help you do that, and I highly recommend getting one and incorporating it into your life. Now, again, as I mentioned, I will have links to both companies that are very incredible. I've used them both. Um, consistently. And as I mentioned before, I do have a discount code for NutriSense. So I will have that discount code inside of the show notes. And again, compare the two, compare Levels Health, compare NutriSense. I like them both for different reasons. I think they're both really helpful. Um, And I think that they, having that data, even for four weeks is just transformational in what you will learn about your body, what you will learn about your blood sugar, um, and what you will learn about your metabolic health and how that translates into your the way that you live your life. Um, and I think that that information will have positive repercussions for you for many, many years to come. Now, if you loved these tips today, um, be sure to subscribe for more easy tips to heal your hormones and upgrade your health. And if you have a chance, quickly review the show, rate it, rate it real quick. And that way more women are listening to episodes like this so that they're empowered to become the CEO of their health. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.